Oh, so this is Romans 13, 8 through 14. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other command there may be are summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. And to do this, understanding the present time, the hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than we first believe. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, close yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Hey, that was pretty good. Thank you very much. Who's next? All right, I'll do a little dance. Ow! <laughs> Where are you, Marcus? Oh, All right, coming. I'm right here. <laughs> I'm right here. I am uh, very thankful that this Sunday is not 24 below zero, because it could be. And uh, it is a little awkward right now, walking into a place full of people uh, in my shorts and my T-shirt. I'm not really obviously appropriately dressed for church, am I not? Clothing is an interesting topic, right? There's a lot of different genres. There's a lot of different tastes and styles. But there's a lot of different uh, thoughts on clothing. In the scripture that you read this morning, it says to clothe yourself with Jesus Christ. This is obviously a little bit weird, a little awkward. But do I have your attention? I have your attention. Don't, don't I? Paul uses the word clothe or to put on clothing many different times in his writings. Paul wrote the book of Romans. Paul is one of the greatest authors of Scripture. He wrote practically three-quarters of the New Testament, not just Romans. He wrote the book of Romans, but he also wrote a lot of what they call the epistles. And in the epistles, he talks about putting on clothing. If you have your Bibles, I'd like for you to turn to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Man, my feet got way more dirty than I thought they were going to get. Not looking forward to putting those socks back on. Colossians chapter 3. Um, if you go to the epistles, it's go eat peas and carrots. That's how you remember. Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Right? Is that how you remember it? General Electric Power Company. Okay. My mom was probably trying to get me to be healthy when she taught me that. <laughs> go eat peas and carrots. Chapter 3, Colossians chapter 3, and starting in verse 12. It says, Therefore... As God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, here's that word again, clothe yourself. Clothe yourself. The first one it says is compassion. You know what's interesting about compassion? It means with passion. 
if you get an email from me, at the bottom of my email it says this, without passion, you can't do anything. Without compassion, you can't do anything helpful. Without passion, you can't do anything. Without compassion, you can't do anything helpful. Look at the front of your bulletins. What does it start off with? It starts off with this concept of love. Paul brings back the greatest commandment to love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Right out of the book of Deuteronomy, the Hebrews call it the Shema. The Shema is written on doorposts. The Shema is war around necks. The Shema is read every day. Hear, O Israel, the Lord God is one. You shall have no other gods before him. And you shall love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And Jesus takes it a step further in Matthew and says, And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The word love there in the original language is called agape. It's called agape. Agape is a perfect kind of love. It's a love that doesn't ask for anything in return. Right? Have you had that kind of love before? Have you experienced that kind of love? It's hard to find it on earth. Right? Let's just be honest. A mother can absolutely love their kid. Right? And they do. A mother's love is is something fierce. And for a long time, what does the kid really give back to the mother? But the reality of it is, the kid does give back to the mother, doesn't it? It just fills the mother's heart to be loved on and loved to a child, right? But what about God? It says, God so loved the world. He loved you and he loved me. But what do you and I really have to give back to God? We are a lot like the little kids, like Drew was saying about his little daughter, Evie. Other than hugs and kisses and smiles, what has Evie really given back to Drew? Uh, he's, she's given back sleepless nights. Uh, she's given back uh, dirtied shirts, right? Dirtied shirts. She's given back all kinds of different things. And we do the same to God. And Paul says and understands this. The first thing you must do is put on love. It's pretty awkward that I'm down here in just my shorts and T-shirt, right? It'd be even awkwarder if I didn't have them on. The base layer is love. And you should not leave your house without the base layer. So tomorrow when you get up and before you greet the world, one, please put on some clothes. But two, think about that. When you come out of the shower and you're getting ready for the day, think about it. You are intentionally choosing to put on clothes to present yourself to a world. Paul is saying you need to do the same thing with love. Love is not something that just happens accidentally. This t-shirt didn't accidentally fall on me. Although sometimes my wife looks at me and goes, where'd that t-shirt come from? You know? We, it doesn't just happen accidentally. It's a choice, folks. Love is a choice. You chose to wear all the clothes that you wear. You chose to wear those. Unless you like my son, you slept in it last night. Then you chose to wear it a couple days ago, and you're still choosing to wear it today. Actually, Jesse looks really good. He looks good today. He looks dapper with his college shirt. Um, but the first layer is what? 
love. The first layer is love. Let's keep reading in in Colossians chapter 3. It says, To clothe yourself with compassion. The next one's kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. So don't worry, I did bring my clothes with me. So just like it's intentional to put clothing on, right? This is even awkward putting clothing on in front of you. Um, right? This takes intentionality. This takes effort. Kindness and gentleness do not come naturally, right? Kindness and gent hey, this 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 shirt, Encore Thrift Shop. Yeah, a little little advertisement there. Yours too. Uh oh, I got my microphones. No, I don't. All right. Right? Kindness. Kindness and compassion. I was reading in my Bible the other day and I and I and I underlined something. It says, Let your gentleness be seen by all. Do you realize the Bible says that it's God's gentleness that leads us to repentance? It's God's kindness that changes people. It's not his wrath or his judgment. Those things are real. I don't, I don't, I'm not one of those people that think that God is not wrathful or is not just. I think he is both. But I believe in what the scripture says and Paul actually tells us that it is God's kindness that leads us to repentance. Oh, Christian. Oh, Christian, are you known as compassionate? Are you known as gentle? Are you known as kind? Or are you known as someone who points out the wrong in everybody else? Are you known as the person who says, ah, I create a team. I create a a us versus them. And if you're not on my team, well then, huh. Because you know what comes natural? What comes natural is the t-shirt of judgmentalism. It just does. It does come natural. You know what else comes natural? The t-shirt of grumpiness. That just comes natural. It comes with a short night of sleep, don't it? Right? It comes when there's no coffee. We ran out of coffee this morning, I'm sorry. Our, our, Our good friends at the Summit Cafe, you should go and thank them. The fact that we even had coffee this morning is incredible. They said yesterday's crowds up here were so big they drank them out of all the coffee. So they just got together whatever coffee they had and gave it to us this morning. Wasn't bad, was it, those that got some? It is easy, it is easy to clothe yourself with things other than compassion, with other than gentleness, other than humility. Patience. To clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Bearing with each other, forgiving one another's grievances. Forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. And ready for this? And above all these virtues, put on love. See, I am a skier and a snowboarder. How many love to be outside in the wintertime? Yeah, I see that hand right there, that boy. If you're a snowboarder, I'll pray for you. Um, no. I think that this cord went up my sleeve somehow. It's really bugging me. We'll get over it. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yes. So the, above all these virtues, put on love. What would happen if I went skiing without my long johns on? If I didn't have no base layer? Pretty chilly, wouldn't I? How about if I went with long johns on, but I didn't have a waterproof jacket or a waterproof pants when I was out skiing, snowshoeing, 
you know, shoveling. How would that go? Not so good, right? So guess what? I want you to start with love when you get dressed in the morning. Put it on first. And then I want you to cover all of the other virtues in love. Right? We have a saying when you're outdoor in the wintertime. It's called layering. Layering saves lives. So you have a base layer, a mid layer, and an outer layer. And your base layer should never be cotton. Cotton kills. It should be some kind of blend of poly and of... Hold on, Greg. Let me put my pants on first. Greg works at our, uh, at our, at our ski resort, Loon, here. Everyone say, thank you, Greg, for working at Loon. And Greg's taking pictures, all right? So, Greg, this is part of my, this is part of my sermon and how getting dressed is important. And it's really important if Loon is taking pictures to put on their website. Because no one's ever going to come to church again because they don't know the sermon. They're like, why is the pastor pantsless? That sounds like a band, a pantsless pastor. Um, so this is really awkward. Yeah, right? My microphone what? My microphone's in my pocket. No, that's my cell phone. Oh, don't worry. We'll get that later. Okay, all right. All right, I'm going to do this over here. You just you just pay attention. This is kind of awkward. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. All right. Whew. All right. We good? We good? All right. Fix my collar. I'm going to be on, on, on. Oh, fix my collar. All right. No, I don't need shoes. Shoes. I don't need those. All right. Right? So in skiing, we have a base layer, a mid layer, and an outer layer. And they all need to work together. The base layer, like I told you, can't be cotton. Cotton kills. It must be a poly or a wool blend. The mid layer needs to be what we call fleece. And then the outer layer is like a, a water repellent, like a Gore-Tex is the best, right? And Paul is saying the same thing about following Jesus. Paul is saying the same thing about being a believer, right? None of these layers is he saying is church attendance, folks. Not one of these things that he said, put on, put on looking perfect, he doesn't say that. He doesn't say, look on, put on having the best children. Or he never even says, put on having the best decorated porch in town. Or the cleanest living room in town. Right? No. He didn't even say, put on voting a certain way. He didn't even say, put on listening to a certain kind of music. No. He said, put on compassion. Put on kindness. Put on gentleness, put on humility, and over all of it, cover it with love. So what do we start with? Love. And what do we cover it all with? Love. Now, I don't know about you, but all of these articles of clothing that Paul's talking about kind of seem mushy-gushy, right? Kindness, gentleness, humility, these are all kind of like... Ooh, touchy-feely, you know, lovey, soft kind of feelings. I love you too, brother. Don't worry. Turn back a couple pages to Ephesians. Remember, go for Galatians, eat, Ephesians, peas, Philippians, and carrots. That's Colossians. Popcorn. Go eat popcorn. Thank you. You weren't my mother, I guess. All right. Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 6. Remember I told you all about these mushy, gushy, feely, right? Sometimes if we just read that part of the Bible, we think that we're just supposed to be a bunch of like 
huggy huggy oh everything's okay pie in the sky fairy tales and you know cupcakes and rainbows right but there's some good strong man language in the bible so now that we put on wait but you can't leave out kindness gentleness goodness love can't leave that out now we're gonna get into some good stuff so turn with me to ephesians ephesians chapter 6 Starting in verse 10. Ooh, I like this. It has the word strong. Third word says, Finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on. Oh, there's that word again. Put on. Have you ever noticed that that word is not a passive word? That's Put on is not a noun, is it? Put on is not a people, place, or thing. What is it? It's a verb. It's an action, folks. Remember that famous song in the 90s, Love is a Verb? Maybe you don't. Um, But love is a verb. Love causes you to go, to do, to feel, to have, to hold something. Right? We read this book as a church last summer called Love Does. Great book. If you haven't read it yet, absolutely fantastic book. Actually, one part in that book, he talks about clothing. He was reading his Bible, and and he read that point where it says, If I need clothes, clothe me. And he said, I need to take that serious, Lord. So he went around to see who needed clothes. And he started giving people clothing, right? And he lives in California. And in California, there's these things called clothing optional beaches. And he thought, oh, I really don't want to go to one of those, but I should help them because they don't have clothes. So he said he would get pairs of socks and go by the cliff where the beach was down below and throw pairs of socks over the cliff for the people down on the beach with no clothing. <laughs> He's like, there, God, I'm helping those people with pairs of socks. That was, that was pretty funny, I thought. Put on, put on the full armor of God so that you might be able to stand against the devil's schemes for our struggle, for our struggle is not with flesh and blood, but against the rulers and authorities, against the powers of darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. You are believing a lie if you think that your struggle is against your spouse. You're believing a lie if you think your struggle is against your rebellious children. Or children, if you feel your struggle is against your parents. You're believing a lie if your struggle is against a coworker or a boss or your struggle against a neighbor or someone who doesn't look like you or think like you or vote like you. The enemy loves tricking us into thinking that our enemies are other human beings. No. Genesis 1:26 says that all humankind, all humankind was created in the image of God. That means that you are related to the person that drives you the most crazy. And they probably could be your spouse. But it might be a coworker or a boss or neighbor. That's not your enemy. So, what I'm about ready to read and the armor of God is not meant to be used on your neighbor or your child or your spouse or the person that votes differently than you, or goes to a different church than you, or thinks differently than you. Listen to me, Christian. The armor of God is to withstand the schemes of the devil. The clothing of the Holy Spirit, that's for your child, that's for your spouse, that's for your neighbor. 
But this, this is against the evil. This is against the evil that's dark and this opposing team to God. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so when the day of evil comes, you will be ready to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth. That was awkward, putting my belt on in front of you. But you won't ever forget it, and neither will I. This is the belt of truth. Gird yourself. Put your, put your belt on. A belt is a very, very important thing. When I was a freshman in high school, boy, oh boy, was I proud. There was 1,100 kids in my high school, and I don't know how many tried out for the school play, which was called The King and I. But I was the only freshman that got a speaking part. Boy, oh boy, did I come home that day, and I said to my mom and dad, I got a speaking part in the play. Now, granted, it was only, literally, all I said was, the king would like to see you. Let me, let me, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll tell you my line again. The king would like to see you. And then the king, or whoever it was, I can't remember, yelled at me, and I had to run off stage all scared. A belt is a very important piece of the wardrobe. For me, all proud and boastful. I did a great job the first night, and oh, those junior and senior ladies, they were really digging me. The king would like to see you. But on that third night of the school play, when I came out and said, the king would like to see you, when I turned to leave the stage, my pants were around my ankles. And my moment in the spotlight was not what I wanted it to be. A belt malfunction is a very bad or very costly malfunction. Folks, your life without the belt of truth is a very bad malfunction. You need to gird yourself with the truth. Where was I? All right, the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness. Folks, God has given you ribs. Ribs protect the most vital organs. Righteousness is a very key virtue to living against darkness. Righteousness is what tells you when no one's looking, no, that's a bad idea. And it's hard. Boy, oh boy, because I like to take cookies when no one's looking. And you know what? I was driving that RV. I like to drive in the lane where they tell me I can't drive. No trucks in this lane. Watch me. Whoa! Right? Because I like doing. Well, shouldn't be doing. That's not righteousness. Righteousness is there for your protection. Righteousness. Oh, man, I completely lost it. Oh, there we go. Righteousness. Oh, and your feet fitted with the readiness of the gospel of peace. My feet are not ready. They are not doing well right now. They are dirty, right? Feet get beat up a lot. The gospel is good news. Do your feet bring good news? Do the people around you go, oh, no, here comes that Christian again. They're going to tell us all what we did wrong. Right? Or are your feet shooed with the gospel of peace? Do you bring peace to the situation that you're in by the power of the Holy Spirit? Do you bring the Spirit with you? 
Jesus says, blessed are the peacemakers. Take up the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. Not one of those is to be used on your neighbor. Not one of those is to be used on your spouse. Not one of those is to be used on your government or on people in your church that you don't like or someone that you have an argument with. You first must put on compassion, kindness, gentleness, goodness, humility. And those soft, mushy-gushy things that you're going to interact with your neighbors with, those all need to be protected from the evil one with the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, the shoes of the gospel, the, ble- the breastplate of righteousness, the word, the sword of the Spirit, and the shield of faith. Folks, to put on these clothes is scary. It is very vulnerable. Just like when I walked down here in just my shorts and my shirt, it was vulnerable. I felt kind of awkward. When you lead with love, when you lead with gentleness and kindness and goodness, it does feel awkward. And you're gonna want to you're gonna want to guard yourself and guard it. Don't. Let the God of heaven, let the God of heaven and earth, let him defend you. Let him protect you. Put on that helmet of salvation. Ask the Lord to come into your life and forgive you of your sins. Pick up the shield of faith daily. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Read the scriptures daily and put that belt on because you don't want to lose your pants. Put your shoes on. The shoes that bring peace. God, we thank you so much. We thank you for goofy little illustrations where where a weird guy in the mountains can walk down in his shorts and T-shirt and you can still use it to teach people your gospel, your truth. God, your truth is so, so beautiful. And it's true today as it was true 2,000 years ago as it will be true 2,000 years from now. It will be true when we're reigning in heaven praising you forever and ever and ever. It was true when you moved upon the waters in the darkness. It was truth. Truth, God, founded in love, rooted in love. Your love, God. Help us by the power of your Holy Spirit to put on, to put on kindness, gentleness, humility, to put love over those, God. And then by the power of the Holy Spirit to put the full armor of the Lord on, the full armor of God. And God, help us not to use those things against our neighbor. Although it would be nice sometime, God, to cut down our neighbor with the truth. It's not nice. It's not cool. And it doesn't bring you glory. God, these trees behind us are doing a really good job of bringing you glory, and we're sorry that we messed it up. We're sorry that we're impatient. We're sorry that we're selfish. We're sorry that we yelled at that person that cut in front of us in New York City, and I shouldn't have done it. We're sorry. We're created in your image, and so is our neighbor, and so is that person in the grocery line that can't find what they need. And so is that clerk working in the grocery line that can't find what she needs. And so is the person that didn't stock the shelves and we don't have milk. All of those, God, created in your image. We can easily create them as the enemy. We can easily make them the enemy. They're not. By the power of the Holy Spirit, open our eyes so that we can see what the true enemy is, that we can resist the devil, flee from him, and fall into the loving arms of the Savior, and then go and love our neighbor. Love you, love you, love you, Jesus. To name we pray. Amen.